Hello and welcome to another installment of the Casual Trekker. I'm Scott. This is going to be my quick overview of the latest episode of Star Trek Prodigy Episode 3. And I must say, I feel like it could be a regular 45-minute show. I mean, they, they have enough material to go that far with it. They could expand on things. They could have cause and effect to different situations. I mean... It's not like they were have to worry about you know running out of running out of material. So they can easily make this be a 45, 44 minute thing if they wanted to. That's that's how much it's engaging. And I do like how unlike unlike uh, Lord X, where like the talking is very fast, like they just like every time there's no dead air in between any of the lines. It's all like just rapid fire. So this is kind of slowed down, and it, it's almost like it could be a live action show for the most part if they had a billion dollar budget to make whatever they wanted to make it could easily be people in it doing doing live live action i i like the episode i like the fact that how they're showing how much of a douchebag the lead is he is like just next level crazy wild wow out there I suspect that eventually that that's going to come to a head and they're all going to have an intervention and they're going to sit him down and they're going to be like, if you don't stop acting like this, we're going to have Hologram Janeway throw you out of a open airlock because you are being a tool shed, my friend. And he's slowly getting there, I think, by the end of, by, by the end of this episode when he basically, I mean, <laughs> oh man, he was like, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And then like, redirect power to this and then everything just starts going bye bye I mean they lose everything out they lose everything and then he's like I still am sucking at this oh my gosh <sighs> okay Janeway help me please and she's like she reminded me of uh, of Captain Kirk in uh, Generations where also they have that like that music and then like he just like took control of the situation control the sit of the situation it reminded me of that she was all like, well, you can do this, this over there, do that. Like, this comic left it all, all, all cool, like they, the ship wasn't about ready to be destroyed. Which means, like, if they're going to be in, more, in situations where it's high stakes and high drama and suspense and thriller, she's going to be cool as a cucumber. Because she was cool with the ship almost being ripped apart and destroyed and the thing. Or maybe she just knew that it wasn't going to happen anyway. And at the end of the day, if the kids went too far crazy, she could take over and then just switch it up. But she wanted to give them the benefit of that, that doubt to doubt to, 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 to try that. But then when he redirected power, her hologram went bye-bye. So, I mean, it's a mixed, it's a mixed bag on that. Like one way she could be like, okay, they're going to do this eventually or they're not and I'll do it but then her hologram w went offline when he redirected power so hit or miss but I was like wow that was it 25 minutes they, they 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 did a lot in that time they lost gravity in their ship they're floating you had the fight scene in the in the in the um in the cargo bay thing shuttlecraft bay and then you got you got to see them designing a shuttle as 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 they're fighting, I mean, uh, it, it, it it was a good it was a good fun episode. I mean, it has a rewatchable factor. Like you can just sit down, turn it on, and watch it while you're eating your cereal or reading your paper, and hear it in the background. It'd be fun to hear. Like that's that is prime. That is like what I do for Star Trek: The Next Generation. 
I just turn it on and I might be like just I might be looking through Facebook or I might be watch watching a YouTube video with one earbud in my ear and I just have it on the in in in, in the background. It's like comfort food. So I think the Star Trek Prodigy has a lot of rewatchability to it. Like I watched the pilot, you know, various stages of it uh, four or five times. I've only seen Lower Decks once through all the time because I've watched the breakdowns on Trek Yards and then uh, Sci-Fi Fanatics and What Did I Miss and Jesse Gender. And so I, I, get to, I, get, I get to relive it again and again and again in various different walkthroughs. So I didn't really need to watch it again. But this one here, I can watch again. I was I was enjoying it, and then I was like trying to figure out how things worked out. Like that, like the big thing of the of the first one is that you don't know how what, the situation changes and how the guy goes down and he's able to live or whatever. And I'm like, when you when he first falls down and he's looking up at at uh, at the girl playing rock, he there's a light on his face, implying that there's a hole in the floor. Like, oh, he fell through the floor. Cool. All right. They didn't need to do the shot of, you know, the gaping hole on top because they did the light shine on his face. Like, oh, okay, cool. I like that. Like, it's not talking down to anyone. It's it's like it's just putting the kids in adult situations and how would they react to it. So it's more in line with Boy Meets World rather than Girl Meets World, if that makes sense. I can't stand Girl Meets World. I can watch Boy Meets World all day, all, all day long. But if Girl Meets World was like Boy Meets World... I'd watch it because I, I I like any show. I'm there's no uh, there's no oh it's guy centered or girl centered. Don't care. I watch Bones. I watch it all all, all day long. Watch fifth. Watch Family Matters. Um, I watched Grey's Anatomy for the first three seasons before it got too 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 before it got too soapy. Um, Crossing Jordan, you know all so. So it's not that, oh, well, you, you like guy shows better. No, I like all shows. It just has to not feel like I'm being, like it's, like, in Girl Meets World, they have a scene where Corey came in and drugged the boy out with a by the chair and he waves to Riley or whatever. And at that point is when I walked away because there's just no way that would ever happen in any situation of the universe. It just wouldn't look good or play right. And just, it's just, it's like, it's like when they, when they're doing something on on a Disney on a, on a Disney channel, on a Disney Channel show, and they have the internet in front in front of them, they look off to the side. Make sure you have the parent permission. Like, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to right now? So they're not doing that. So because they're not doing that, it's fun. It's enjoying. Like, wow, they're doing a lot of cool stuff on this. I'm like, you if you didn't know it was funded by Nickelodeon, you might not know it was a Nickelodeon show. And I'm. Can't wait till episode four comes out. That just means that we're getting closer to the halfway mark to the season finale. And that would be really like a downer if I didn't know that I was going to be getting Star Trek Discovery pretty soon to make up for that gap. I'm getting spoiled right now with all the Star Trek. One leads to one leads to one. I remember 2017 when it went season one and then we had to wait a full year for the next one. So this is kind of fun. Or you just go from one show to the next without having really having a big gap or anything. That's kind of it's kind of fun. It hasn't happened since flipping what the nineties. So when you had Voyager and Deep Space Nine going on at the same time, they were all done by the time Enterprise came onto the scene. So yeah, having two 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 different shows going on at the same time, that's not happened. And I'm not even sure if you had two shows 
working like it would just premiere one after the other. I don't know how that, I can't remember back then how it, the premiere, I'll have, to, I'll have to look in which each show premiered. But I, I digress. Yeah, so episode three, Starstruck. It was one, it's a title I can remember. That's one. I'm still working on all these guys' names because I just wish they were all like Bob's, Bob's and Sally's. Because I can, I can remember those easily. I, I, that's why I can't watch Lord of the Rings where you got like the dude named Fufu Baggins or whatever his name is. I, I just can't. It's just, it's just not like a Bob or a Walter or a Frank. I need a regular just name. That's why I, I like the ship. I like the ship that Riker's on in the season finale of of, of, of Picard. Still to this day, just talking off the cuff without writing it down, probably gonna mess it up. It's like the Xingze or the Xingzu. Why can't it be just a USS Baltimore? I can remember that easier. Or the main ship in, in, in Picard, the La Chiena or La Chirene, I can't, because it's not like Voyager or Enterprise or Defiant or The Hood. It's got a little fanciful name that if you don't, if you're, if you're not always saying it, La Serena. I think that's, 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 that's what it is. But I know the ship. I know what happens on the ship. I've seen every episode. I just don't remember the darn name of the ship. So the fact that the, 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 the characters' names are a little unique. It's going to take me just a second. Like, I can remember Mariner and Boimler and Rutherford and Tendi and all those guys. Because they're all simple names. Shacks. I can, I can remember their names. Easy peasy. But Rock Talk and the guy that always talks in the third person, that guy's going to take me a minute. But Dal, or yeah, Dal, I think it is, he's a... Uh, He's a, he's a piece of work, but I think he's going to come around. I think that's the reason we're seeing it so in our face of how crazy and wild he is with how he thinks it's all about him right now. And he's going to come around and he's going to shift it, and that's going to be his character growth leading into season two. He's going to realize that it's not just about him getting off and him using all these people to make it happen because that's really what it's looking like right now. All these people are extensions to get him off the thing. He wants to be in charge. Meanwhile, he may have found the ship, but it doesn't necessarily make him in charge of anything. Then you gotta, then they have to worry about the girl's dad, Diviner. See, I can remember that name because it's so simple, Diviner, c- c- coming after him, which they haven't really given him a lot, a lot of thought to. And then we have the introduction of uh, Ch- Captain Chakotay coming in. So that's why I'm like, 25 minutes is not enough time for all this stuff to happen. Like you do a 45-minute show where you do do 25 minutes of the kids and then 10 minutes of Chakotay and crew doing their thing to get towards them and then you do 5 minutes of the Diviner stuff and you just intermix that inside of that 45 minutes and you have a full episode of all these different things happening you have an A plot, a B plot, and a C plot all of them, that would be fantastic that would be 45 minutes that I would enjoy watching because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be dragging anywhere because you would be with the kids then you'd be Jakote doing his thing and they'd be with the diviner back to the kids back to Jakote back to the diviner and then conclude but yeah either way doesn't matter it's still good I enjoy it the visuals are like just because like like uh, Enterprise and Voyager and um, TNG they all well not much TNG too much there was a live model but that's exactly how they did their ships in the first place. So the protostar you could put next to the Voyager. Like you could have an episode where they somehow go backwards in time and they see the Voyager and it should look pretty photorealistic to what it looks like 
next to each other. Like the ships should look the same because they're both done by CGI. So that, that, that'd be kind of interesting. Some kind of anomaly happens and then he opens up and then they go through and they got to they gotta put themselves on stealth mode and they see the USS Voyager pass by and they back up slowly back through their little anomaly. That'd be kind of fun. No one, no one, no one but me would love that. But they're in the Delta, they're in the Delta Quadrant. There's a whole bunch of anomalies. So why not? Why, why handicap yourself? Because you're going to want it later. It'd be so like 15 years from now, someone's going to be like, oh, remember that episode when Voyager and... And the protostar ran into, ran into each other, like in, like have it be simply like uh, Star Trek Two, where Khan and and Kirk are trying to find each other without without sensors, and the ships just pass each other in the night, really close to the camera, and see 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 each other. Have it like that. That 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 be kind of that, that, that be kind of fun. Because there's episodes that happen that we didn't see in Voyager. We know this from a couple of episodes where. The thing, the event occurred, and then later on, we find out that it happened in the past, and we didn't see it when it actually actually occurred. So, who's to say there could have been an episode where Voyager did go through an through an anomaly, and Janeway would be hologram, Janeway would be, be, be like, so that's what that, that that's what that was in that in, in that log because she would have access to Janeway's logs, like that's what that was. I'll have to update this, and then in the series finale, she. Janeway finds out that that the that that the that the that the, that the protostar is what made him go to that. Or maybe episode two of Voyager, the protostar did something that caused the ripple effect, which caused the thing to open up that temporal anomaly thing that they did in the episode two, and that could explain why Voyager was able to go into that, detect themselves, and then do do then do what then then do what they did. But that's just too much, I guess. But the uh, main point right now is that this show is really hitting all the marks it needs to. And it's really fun to watch visually. Just mwah, stunning. It's, 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 it's really, really good. I don't really, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of animation. I'm, I'm watching both because it's, it's, because it's, it could be because it's Star Trek. So the Lower Decks really is like a fan favorite. That's like everyone's go-to thing right now is, is, is that. This one here, because it doesn't have a lot of Star Trek stuff going on right now, because it's, I mean, it's legitimately a bunch of kids from the Delta Department who do not know what the Federation is or Starfleet, or Starfleet is, so all of their backstories should have nothing to do with Star Trek, really. So they're just a, a, an alien that has a connection to the canon of Star Trek, but they, they can't live their lives based off of what we think they're going to be like, because reasons... They're going to develop a certain way, and then they're going to get to the point to where they find the protostar like they did, and then from that point, they're going to evolve after they've met program uh, hologram Janeway. So I think it'll start to kind of veer into the Star Trek land, and uh, we'll start seeing more of them acting more like what would the Federation do? Because right now, all they've got is what they've been doing in ca- in, cap- in their captivity. As, 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 as slaves and for however many years that they've all, all been there for. Rock Talk sounds like she's been there for a good long while. That's the only food she's ever known. So all of them sound like they've only seen this. It reminds me of the Mirror episodes where O'Brien comes over and then kidnaps the other O'Brien, brings him back, and then uh, somehow they went there. Maybe it was a previous episode in the Mirror. They always go back there too many times. And he sees, he tries to show the other guy how he can be better. 
and then he learns from that and then they expand so this could be this could be similar they've only ever known one way and hologram Janeway is now going to teach them this other way and then that's going to expand and change their character over the time to where when you're watching them in season two they won't be the same character you saw in season one which could be good where you don't want a lot of resets because resets are bad because it's just it's just kind of like what was the point of the whole entire thing why why even do it so in conclusion to this really rambly podcast i'm doing right now because i can i thought it was great it was brilliant i love the back and forth i love this stuff that was going on between gwen and rock talk i like the fight between gwen and rock talk i like the uh the mess hall beautiful sleeping quarters beautiful i love the fact that the captain's quarters were on camera with doll said to be why is this even necessary so it wasn't just done just because oh let's make this lavish it was done they made it like that and doll's like this is ridiculous you don't need this but i'll take it and the bridge having the steps that go down into this the whole tour of the ship basically is what we got where you know where stuff is and where it is in contrast to to us two two other things so i think that this season is going to be a lot of fun and i can't wait to see what season four is going to do because i have a feeling that's when we're going to meet captain chakotay i hope i hope that captain hope captain chakotay isn't like the last episode i really i really hope that he's more towards the midway point like we get to see our characters from episode one through episode five and then we see chakotay intermixed after that instead of like the last episode they see a ship and it's chakotay I don't want that. I want a little. I want to breathe a little bit with Chakotay. I want to. I want to feel him out because anything. Anything the character says about what has been going on with him for the last four years is going to be all brand new canon. Because after Endgame, we don't know nothing in the in, in the Alpha canon. Because Seven didn't mention Chakotay at all. I don't believe in Star Trek Picard. So anything that character says about after Voyager is all going to be brand new biography history stuff. So. That given the that given the chance to breathe is would be great because then you can expand upon it as episodes go on. So you can really dive into the to the Chakotay character separated from the Delta Quadrant and Janeway to see what kind of person he is. Because while he's in the Delta Quadrant, he was kind of I'm trying to get back, so I have to be with Janeway. I have to be this. My people, the Maca, the the the, the, the Maquis, have to be with them. So now that he's home and he's choosing his own command and he's, he's in charge and he's on his own ship, what does that look like? What is Jakote's personality? How, is his, how does he run his ship? Did he take any cues from his former captain? Is he a whole new guy now that he's, that he's, on, that he's, that he's on, on, on his own? As much as we can explore these, these kids, we can also explore Jakote and the Federation and what they've been doing for those four or five years. Instead of a lot of... Instead of a lot of um, instead, instead of a lot of having to go to 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 uh, go to the uh, alpha the the, the wh- whatever alpha thing that thing's called, you go there and you see the history and it tells you stuff and then it fills in the blanks. I want to see it. I want to hear a character say it. I don't want to just something that they've made to work into it and put it into that alpha page thing, whatever it's called, memory alpha. There, there we go. 
I, I want to see them talk about it rather than just go to like my encyclopedia and like read something that they created at the backstory. I want to see it. So in conclusion, great episode, great fun. Can't wait for ep- episode four and it's only flipping Friday. Not a fan of that. Needs to be Wednesday at midnight so I can turn on my Paramount Plus and see Star Trek Prodigy. Come on. All right. Y'all have a great day. Tell me what you thought about the episode in the comments of this of the tread on this post that I'm about ready to put into Star Trek Prodigy. Well, did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you love it? What what is what things could they have done 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 better? What things would you have done differently? All that good all that good stuff. But with one caveat of we're not being negative Nancys and we're not being Debbie Downers, there's a way to to critique something without being a tool shed. So, that being said, you have a great Star Trek day, and I hope you enjoy watching Star Trek Prodigy.